last time on Almost Hero, uh, I was dead. And uh, Rangrim did me a solid and he casted Revivify uh, on me. While Glenn tries to brave his way across the hot lava bridge to meet us. It didn't go too well when deceased. I make another visit to the Archivist, who in the very few short moments he has, I am able to learn that Goldbreak is truly still alive, but will be quite the challenge. Once inside the door, blown open after releasing its power word kill, curse on me, the group takes a short rest before venturing more into this strange dungeon slash maybe forge that you think it is. We're met by a strange, uh, sassy door that doesn't want to let us through, but uh, I would say that Rangrim's hammer had something to say about that. Beyond the door was a slew of uh, dwarven souls that were experiencing a curse of sorts that when solved are released from their bond, leaving behind an orb of energy. Solving them all, the orbs form a key, unlocking a massive door into a lava-filled cavern when an undead two-headed dragon comes out lava-hot, crawling out where it wants to fight us. And that is where we left off. Thank you very much, Bobby. That brings us to episode 116, All That Remains. When we last left our Almost Heroes, the three of you had uh, made your way into the deep depths of the corrupted Dawnforge and had just come face to face with a skeletal two-headed dragon. Um, you all are uh, sitting there just like the, the heat of these lava pools is uh, just, you know, radiating uh, out of there, like just kind of washing over you as this door kind of like slides down beneath you. Um, and this this dragon in front of you just like, comes crawling out of the lava. It's it's like bones are still burning that like red hot. Um, and you see not one, but two heads that come kind of cresting over the edge of this lava pool. It seems like this dragon has, has like four sets of wings, but none of the wings are like, you know, they're, they're completely skeletal at this point. All, uh, any remnants of skin or sinew has long since burned away. Um, and as this thing crawls over the edge, you see that um, spinning in the middle of its, uh, I mean, it's just exposed uh, kind of a skeletal chest. You see there is a very familiar looking uh, spinning green gem that is uh, massive. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably as tall as one of you. Um, and it is just kind of, uh, floating in the center of the chest cavity of this uh, of this massive two-headed tra- skeletal dragon. Um, and as it crawls its way over the top, you hear in your heads, you hear two voices. You should be, you should be here. And as it, uh, as it kind of crawls its way over the edge, uh, you see it just take a, just run at the three of you uh, and um, let us roll for initiative. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty big. Do some damage. It's a twelve. Ouch! That's a that gets a historically low initiative roll for for Glenn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I rolled eleven. Dang! Cosmo rolled a solid ten. So. Wow. Glenn still won. <laughs> Um, amazing. Uh, uh, so it's going to uh, it's going to be the skeletal dragon first, um, and then we're going to have Glenn, and then it's going to be uh, Rangrim, and then Cosmo. Really mixing the order up today a little bit there, except for Glenn still at the uh, at the beginning. But um, awesome, uh, Glenn. Uh, well, the three of you, I guess. Uh, watch as this, um, Glenn. You're still invisible, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. How long does this last? One hour. Uh, that would be, cr- oh, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, I think it's an hour. Um, looking, looking. Mm-hmm. It's an hour. Okay. Um, I'll say that, uh, I-, I would say that maybe you maybe have 15 minutes remaining based on how long you had had, uh, that, uh, that going in the last session. Um, okay. So, uh, I think you, you 
45 minutes of that hour have elapsed. Um, but uh, the three of you, uh, <laughs> invisible or not, uh, it's terrifying as uh, this uh, this massive creature uh, is it, that is the size of two dragons combined uh, is just uh, moving directly at you uh, and just crawls, just pulls its way, scraping its body cavity and like just these kind of decomposed limbs over the uh, like over these the stone and like you just hear scraping noises. And there's actually sparks that are flying off of it as these like drooping wings are like dragging on the ground. Like this thing is is in no way, shape, or form seems like it is in peak fighting condition. Like this thing is just it is coming at you with whatever magic is powering it it is it is making its way towards you uh in a pretty a gruesome manner um and i think it's going to uh let's do a little uh, roll here with the two boys that it can uh currently see mm. um i'm gonna i'm gonna call rangrim uh evens boy and cosmo will be odd okay evens boy is gonna take uh gonna take the ire of the first attack um let's do uh let's roll some attacks there oof uh, that is a uh, uh, that is a thirty-two to hit on that first one there, Rangram. Um, Cosmo would. Uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Cosmo would uh, maybe. I don't know what the RP is, but he's going to use his uh, reaction to impose disadvantage on that. Okay. Yeah. Let me roll a second one. Uh, that Probably was that was much. Rangram out of the way. <laughs> that was much lower. Uh, that was a. Uh, that is a 17 to hit on that second one. Nope. Okay. Uh, let's see who's going to take that. Uh, so that he, th- this first, uh, this first dragon on the left, on the right-hand side there, uh, came screeching over towards you, um, just screaming in these two different voices, and it's only in your head. And the other screeching you're hearing is almost is the body pieces that are dragging on the stone beneath, causing these sparks. Um, and you see uh, this this right-hand head just takes a big snap at you, Rangrim, but you're able to, uh, Cosmo's able to kind of like slam his shield to the side and just knock his head to the side, uh, keeping you safe. Uh, the second one's going to go after Cosmo. Um, that is another bad roll. That's, uh, that is a, I've, I've rolled three fours uh, with this dice. So I'm going to put that one away uh, and grab my, uh, and grab my wonderful uh, TPK dice uh, from All In Dice. Um, and uh, but that that next one's going to be a seventeen to hit you, Cosmo. I'm assuming that does not hit. Negative. Uh, so that second bite goes wide um, as uh, Cosmo. You are able to uh, defend it off with your shield. Um, this is going to be for a claw attack. This is going to be going after uh, Cosmo again. Uh, that is going to be a uh, twenty-three to hit with the claw. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that hits. Okay. Um, the set, the next one is also going to be going after you, Cosmo. That one's also, that's going to be 26 to hit with that yep. second claw attack. Yep. Okay. Um, let us roll. Uh, so basically this, this left hand head, uh, just basically tries to bite you and completely misses. And you are so focused on not ending up in this dragon's jaws that you kind of like lose your balance a little bit. And it catches you with these two claw attacks, uh, that just kind of like catch you fully unequipped to receive them. Uh, let's roll this damage. Um, that is going to be a 17 for the first, uh, attack. That second one is going to be a, uh, 14. So 14 plus 17, uh, 31 HP. Is that it? Nope. Okay. (laughs) Cosmo takes... 31 slashing damage um, as this uh, as as this dragon it catches him off guard. Um, Cosmo, uh, are you in the like? I mean, you're deep in the bloody category at this point, right? I am in the single digit of HPs. Okay, um, Cosmo, your um, as you um, as you kind of like take this damage and kind of like not was for RP's sake, you fall to like a knee as you're trying to kill, like, reeling from this damage. Um, you. You guys see uh, something that you haven't really seen in Cosmo before, which you haven't really seen Cosmo at low HP, like just sitting in the single digits. You've seen him go unconscious from high HP, but you haven't really seen him sitting in the low digits before. And you see um, the this energy that is emanating off of uh, Chet, the war pick, um, this like electrical energy that is just coursing through Cosmo. Um, and Cosmo, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send you a little message. Uh, you are gonna have some additional benefits uh, while right. you are still in the single digits uh, for health. Um, but that is gonna bring us to the end um, of this dragon's turn. Uh, it is. Um, 
that is going to bring, uh, let me actually, let me double check real quick here. I know it has, uh, okay, yeah, that's going to bring us to the end of this dragon's turn. Um, as it is fully right now, it is one head is engaged uh, in fighting with Rangrim, one head is engaged in fighting with Cosmo. Um, it is going to, you're going to find it very difficult to get um, sneak attack on this thing while you are visible. Um, but luckily, Glenn, you are not. Uh, it is your turn. Uh, do, 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 do. Just trying to see. Oh, that's why. Got it. Okay. Um, Glenn is going to it just probably like apparates. Glenn is going to toss an expired potion of healing towards uh Cosmo, just kind of over over Cosmo's shoulder towards like in front of him, because I picture Glenn is actually standing behind him. And how far in his chest is the core. Is it covered like it was with Jakar's or is it exposed? No, no, so this one is much more exposed. They're laying on it. So I will say it has half cover because you're mm -hmm. shooting through like bones and like are everything else. And but it is not like it is not like completely covered like Jakar's was. Like it is in the same spot and you recognize that, but because this thing has no skin, it is uh, you're basically just shooting through uh rib cages. Okay, then I'm going to do something a little different. Um, Glenn is going to move over yonder, uh, take 20 feet of movement to go... Oh, I'm not actually moving myself. I don't even think you can see me on the screen, but I'm moving. Um, I a little bit to the left, and Glenn is going to cast Hypnotic Pattern on Du Bois. Um, let me see how to measure that out. It is a 30-foot cube. So I'm going to start it right there and 30 feet. Boom. So he's got to make a wisdom saving throw. Um which I would have, he has disadvantage on because I am, I have a magical ambush. Okay. Um, awesome, sorry, what did, was there a save I needed to make? Oh uh, yeah, sorry, a wisdom, wisdom saving throw. Okay, um, let's see how wise this, this bony boy is. And this Hopefully will draw this ability. Actually, I rolled pretty good, even though they have a plus zero to it. I rolled an eighteen. Oh, nice. Yep, that saves. Okay, uh, that was a that was a natural eighteen with zero modifier. <laughs> so and that was on disadvantage. Uh oh. Oh, good point. Yeah, that was sorry. Yes, that's disadvantage because of magical ambush. Uh no, that is a nine. Good shit, Bobby. Okay, so uh, you create. Twisting pattern of colors that weave to the air inside a 30-foot cube within range. So I'm going to, as a big old fuck you to what I think this is, I'm going to create like um, medallions of the uh, black worm iconography and the uh, gold break iconography, and that's just going to be kind of shimmering in this 30-foot cube. Um, okay. Because he saved... Well, actually, it, can he be charmed? Because on a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. Uh, can he be charmed? Uh, ba -ba -ba. Let's see. Think so? Hope so. Uh, they. Interesting. Uh, they, yeah, it does not say that they are immune to it. Then they are incapacitated and have a movement speed of zero. Um, they do not require air, air food, drink, or sleep, though. <laughs> well, my next spell is just going to be a failure of... I cast Hungry. <laughs> he, they are now a Hungry, a Hungry boy. Um, a hungry. So sorry. he's incapacitated, and uh, I threw I threw a potion to Cosmo. You should probably okay. do a, a so roll to try to catch her. Incapacitated something. until being attacked, right? That's how that works? Correct. Okay. And yeah, at the end of the turn, like seeing him kind of fall victim to this spell, Glenn would like quickly yell out, like, fellas, he's basically out until we wake him up. So we could either get the hell out of here or we got to line up some kind of monstrous attack because this will be quick. Well, 
I'm barely hanging on by a thread here. I don't know, uh, I don't know how much I got left in me. Whew. And Maybe. as he, as he, uh, I don't know if we're still in combat or how to do this now because the monster literally is incapacitated. But, uh, what do we, what do we want to try and do? I can, um, he's like looking through his spell book. What does he have? You got any uh got any more of those god smacks in you? Can you uh god hit him with some divine energy? Because if we all if we all coordinate our round and we all attack at the same time, we could pump a shit ton of da- damage straight into that that chest cavity. Well, I le- I used um the the Chet's special ability uh while we were fighting Chakar. I don't I mean I got like maybe a couple of good hits in me, but I'm pretty, uh, pretty worn out. Um, what do you got baked? I was, I was going to say real quick, uh, Glenn, you, um, roll me a, uh, I, what is it when you're trying to save, uh, to make sure that you're, uh, um, I, I roll me a, oh my gosh, why can't I think of what it's called? Uh, when you're trying saving throw? not constitution your spell. A, it's, it's, it's not constitution, it's the, um, it's concentration. Uh, roll me a concentration check. Um, you are feeling something fighting back against Ooh. your uh, your spell. Uh, I am not within 10 feet of Bobby, but that's okay. It was in that 16, so 18 total. Okay, you are able to uh, maintain your spell, um, but you can feel that there is something pressing back against you and there is something very familiar about like this, this kind of like dark presence that you specifically recognize. Um, and uh, we can connect on that a little bit more later, but this uh, this presence is something you've connected with in the past. And it is, it's like a spike that is pressing in towards yep. you and trying to break your spell. Yep. Uh, I'm running out of time, fellas. If, if we're gonna do something, do it now, or we could also maybe Cosmo, you need to hide, but I, I can't hold this for very long. All right, well, I'll, um, maybe we, ah, frack, he's like, looks, uh, maybe, can I, uh, roll for a, uh, uh, what would it be, just to, like, look, an investigation, just, like, if I see any other doorways beyond, behind Uh, this dragon. Absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah, roll an investigation. I'll, I'll give you, uh, uh, yeah, roll, uh, roll perception. I think that makes more sense. Okay. All right. Hey, okay. I don't think we're very perceptive, but we try. Yeah, no. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, there is a huge doorway behind you, uh, th- which is all open right now. Uh, there is also another smaller doorway that is kind of to, uh, your, to your right, uh, north on the map. Um, when it comes to, like, this chamber, there's something interesting about this chamber. You can tell that this doesn't seem like this was always like this. Like this, this, this lava area, this seems natural, but it almost seems like this chamber was once much larger. And as this temple was built by the dwarves, it kind of encroached into this space um, and has kind of like partially taken this this space over. So like you can tell that like the, the, the part that you're looking at in front of you all seems very natural. Like this is the natural like magma pools that are in this volcano. But the the the, the construction, the, the building that has been uh, that is like the lower parts of this dwarven forge, those seem like they have actually encroached into this naturally open chamber. So this was probably once much larger. So you don't see any other doorways. Um, you just kind of see that uh, there are uh, there are the kind of like open passageways behind you that you've come from. Okay. Uh, Cosmo, I think you need to. Like heal and hide, take around to to feel better. Rangram and I could probably line something up. If not, I got one shot in me to uh, kick this thing off. But again, it's it's getting kind of hard to hold this. Rangram, you feel like talking to your god? Because that'd uh, be super cool if you grew tentacles right now. Uh, yeah, I was actually gonna say. So we're not in like an initiative order at the moment, right? 
you are no, not not currently, but we, but but time is time is short. We have one minute to right. play on. Yeah, <laughs> hypnotic pattern does not. Last um. Long. All right. Well, shit. Um. Uh. Hey there, uh, Battle Rager Oldkeeper. Oh, you feel like uh, making my boy not die and uh, maybe killing his dick? And I'm I'm gonna do divine intervention. No, okay. Shit. We're gonna we're gonna wing it. I love it. I forget what I have to what I have to count for. It's uh, your 13, your level thirteen. Did you Shut roll? the fuck up! No, you oh, didn't. Oh, you did it. Shut yes, the fuck that's up, what I need to do. <laughs> oh my god! A second time in one campaign. That is insane. <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, um, hold on one second. I'm reeling. What? Um. What? Oh. <laughs> What? I thought that was bad. Shit. Um, Dude, you're okay. two for two. It's not even the fact that you've gotten it two times. You are two for two. Whoa. On a hundred chance, so on a percentage dice, you rolled a 13 out of, out of one in a hundred. That is absolutely insane. Okay. All right. This is what happens. Rangrim, you, you just kind of like are in this kind of panic moment of like, this things are not good. This you can see that like Glenn is struggling to maintain this uh, this this uh, spell and just like channeling it, and you can see it kind of faltering as this dragon is starting to like kind of get its senses back to it. Um, I think that as I think that in the same moment that like you see Glenn's spell kind of like just fade, and you see this dragon to like start to lurch towards you, you make this plea to these two gods that have been essentially combining forces to lend you their aid. The first time that instead of you choosing a god, these two gods chose Rangrim because of the things you had Aww, accomplished. And nice. they just appear on either side of you, Rangrim. You see these two spectral figures that are like fully clad in armor. I think that they are completely just outlines of white light. They don't have any features or anything like that. Just these bulky figures wearing like of the same height as you wearing these massive suits of armor um one of which is just wielding this massive uh two-handed battle axe in this like spiny armor and the other one that is wearing um that is like wielding this like massive shield in one hand and a huge just gigantic warhammer in the other um and you see them just like kind of pat you both pat you on the back as they rush forward and each of them takes a head of this dragon and just uppercuts it one with the axe and one with the hammer and you see the heads of these dragons just are cleft from the body as <laughs> you see them just did the necks just like explode and you see the heads just kind of like shoot up into the air and are flying high in the air as you see the the body of this figure like you see the, the crystal inside that just automatically, like you see it kind of flicker and go dim. And then the body just falls apart and begins to like kind of fall backwards into the lava, half like being basically half submerged in the magma. As simultaneously, these heads are both kind of still hanging in midair as they've been hit upwards. You see these two figures uh, that are outlined in white disappear uh, from where they were and appear next to uh, Cosmo, who is still like, I think, leaning heavily on Chet, the war pick, as they both lay their hands on you. And I think you all hear it out loud. You just hear a, uh, you're going to feel better now, me boy. And you hear a <laughs> <laughs> laughter as um, as you feel yourself uh, be revived to full HP. Oh um, my and God. And your spell slots restored, Cosmo. Um, oh. And uh, both of these figures, as they disappear, both heads of the dragons just land with two heavy uh, smashes shit. and crashes into the ground, uh, digging themselves partially into the uh, into the stony floor of this uh, volcanic room. Um, and as they do so, you can see that they are starting to cool. And you can see that they are no longer burning like this kind of burning hot magma. You can see that one of these skulls is made out of what looks like bronze, and the other one is made out of solid silver. Um, and you, uh, these, uh, oh, as shit. these, uh, you can see that the body is um, the the gem is kind of like still like lightly flickering um, as the uh, the body is like completely fallen apart at this point. There's barely anything holding it together. Um, but 
I will say this: you can see a slight glimmer in the eye holes of these uh, of these two dragon skulls um, that are just essentially laying uh, laying on the ground uh, now in front of you, uh, detached from the body, and um, you know, like a snake can probably still bite you, um, but uh, you uh, you have essentially disbanded this uh, this dragon foe in a very very unlikely way. Um, and so uh, now that you are officially out of combat, um, what do you all do after this insane event? I need a minute. You guys can all go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I can't really tell. Was that my spell or your spell? <sighs> that was you, probably. Uh, right? <laughs> I mean, I think we'd all agree. I mean, fuck the old gods, right? Yeah, fuck the old gods. <laughs> no offense. And like, to see if the, Cosmos to see if the building rumbles. <laughs> uh, okay, so guys, I, I hate to be, you know, the bearer of bad news after we just witnessed. I don't even know how to describe that. Uh, that was absolutely incredible. Brangram, let your gods know that uh, they need a beer or something. It's, it's on me next round, but uh, if I'm slowly putting two and two together, these were two of the ancestral dragons. There's a chance that Shakar might be some type of abomination of the Blackworm dragon, but we still don't know where Goldbreak is. Or sorry, still don't. Yeah, we still know where Goldbreak is. Well. Um, we didn't really have any time while I was, uh, while I was dead there. Uh, I went... Oh, great, by the way. Did you get some rest? I don't... Those dwarves, man, they are, well, no, we don't know what they were, don't we? Right? Do we know what they were? Uh, you can... One of them... It sounded like a dwarf. One of them was a dwarf, right? And one of them just both... sounded like a dwarf. Yeah, I would say this. I would say that you have seen statues of these figures, and I think you've put two and two together. That that yeah, you know, you know that historically the heroes that became the seven, uh, two of them were dwarves, um, and you you've kind of intuited that uh, the that the battle rager and the uh, and the oathkeeper are the two uh, gods that are currently patrons of um, of Rangrim, um, and so yes, you would know that they were both dwarves. Yeah, those, those dwarves, they, uh, whew, that was a different kind of lay on hands there. Uh, I feel like a new dwarf. Holy Touched you right. They sure did. <laughs> I, um, uh, anyways, while I was dead, again, I went and saw that, um, remember how I saw that, like, space-like being after I died from the Red King? I yeah, the, the alchemist or something like that? Yeah. What was his name? Uh, the archivist. Archivist. Right. Um, he told me that Goldbreak is still alive. Like I don't... that kind of alive? And points uh, to like the smoldering well, remains. Well, thanks to Rangrim's Revivify, I didn't really get a whole lot of time with him. Oh, she kill you again. Was that was that shade for bringing you back from the dead? <laughs> but I mean, because that's kind of what it sounded like a little bit, like, oh, you shouldn't uh, have saved me that quick, Ring Rim. Well, I mean, what? How do you say, Glenn? It's um, it's accomplice. Accomplice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I wanted to I come just, back. I just wasn't ready yet. I needed like, right. you know, ten, fifteen more seconds, maybe. You would know. be dead a little bit longer. I get that. Yeah, you know, what I mean. But uh, so he's oh, next time. Consider it noted. Well, I mean, let's uh, have a look and see if we can get a feel for whatever these uh, dragons are over. And uh, as he Cosmo kind of steps up and kind of gives one of the little dragon heads a little nudge with his uh, his little boot. I'm not gonna. I mean, this thing is still bigger than you, uh, but yes, that's fair. It's 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 massive. You can tell that um, in life uh, these these dragons were like deep into ancient uh like uh they were they were ancient uh size like they were they were these are massive dragons uh they are i think their heads alone are well over eight feet um in, oh. in scale uh well hey, i ain't boys. touching it with my bare hands again as he uh maybe i guess steps up and 
just looks for any markings or clues of any kind, I guess. I don't know. There's crystals. It has a name the... tag that Perfect. says. Perfect. Um, <laughs> the, you can see that. So you can see that uh, deep within their eye, like the, the kind of eye sockets, you can see this like slight flickering of like this, um, this like greenish light um and again uh the i'll say that the head to uh that's currently in front of well i'll just say the head to the left that's in front of rangram is uh silver and the one to the right that was uh, closer to cosmo um is a kind of bronze and of course this is kind of like it's it's kind of tarnished and it's uh, but these bones themselves are made out of this like this metal um and uh i mean yeah when you're looking at them like you can see that their eyes are slightly flickering like pretty close to going out and the uh the body cavity that is like the wings and arms and all those things have fallen off of this like this rib cage is kind of like half submerged in the the magma at this point as it kind of fell backwards and uh you can see that the gem that was uh kind of spinning inside of there before is still kind of elevated but it's resting against the ground now and it's just barely flickering with that that magical light within it well that looks like the one that we saw in uh Chikar's there uh chest right glenn yeah, I mean, before Rangram's gods extinguished it, it looked incredibly similar. And some of the energy that was pushing back was was definitely a being I've interacted with before. I, I can't necessarily recall if it was uh, specifically when I was reaching out through the, the coin or in a previous encounter, but I, I definitely recognized the, the signature, the footprint. It, Roll me an Arcana check. I would say with advantage, because this is something that's familiar to you. Thank you. 14. Okay. Uh, Glenn, you have had uh, many a run-in uh, with, I think that your, your whole crew has had many a run-in with uh, different kinds of evil entities that are reaching out power towards you. But you in particular have had the most interaction with one single entity that you reached out to that has reached out to you through that coin multiple times through uh over the course of your adventures and i mean it's unmistakable this is the same power that pulled you through the coin this is the same power that imprisoned you and tried to hold you and this is the same power that uh essentially was speaking to you uh when you were when it kind of brought you to the uh, Temple of Bahamut and eventually led you all to release Jakar. Um, and you would be incredibly mistaken uh, if this was not that same power that was trying to just like penetrate and spike through your defenses, uh, th your spell earlier. I uh, would relay most of that. And then I'd also add, um, you know, we gotta make sure that if we start trying to connect or bind spells to these things, it's kind of a two way street. Whoever's controlling these things and send some of that energy back our way. So be careful if you cast anything that kind of takes control because like you open up a connection there that maybe we don't want to be. Um, you you hear a voice in your head that is, uh, it's weak, um, but familiar because you just heard it uh, recently, but it, it is less aggressive now. You hear a, they're more powerful, they're more powerful than you know. And you hear the uh, the voices of the two dragons again, um, echoing in your head. Who is they? They're the ones that bound us, they tore us apart. They pieced us back together, they made us what they needed them to be. Are you able to find peace or you you stuck like this we have been like this but we have been like this for a long time but i think i think we're finally about to be free what can you tell us about whoever did this to you how can we stop them do you know what they wanted their reasonings their reasonings were a mystery to us. But they have hurt so, so many to achieve their goals. I'm uh, assuming I'm talking to Bronze Garden Silverstream. 
Or you, is uh, that correct? You hear, you feel, I think, this recoil. Um, and then like a, a kind of like a warmth that spreads through uh, the three of you as um, I, I like, I think that um, there is a recognition there, um, almost as if they had like forgotten who they were um, after all this time. And uh, you just hear, uh, you just hear an affirmative from uh, from just a, a kind of like echoing two voiced uh, yes. Sorry, this has happened to you. Do you know what happened to Goldbrick? Trying to find him, we previously had his heir the, the true Goldbreak name we were going to see if we could restore and and have Goldbreak rally with us. Is he is he still here? You you feel them recoil when you say the name Goldbreak. They twisted, they tore us apart. They corrupted Black Worm. They merged him with that poor boy. They created a monster to do their bidding. And then you hear them continue. They were the best of us. They were the... We idolized them. And they betrayed us. They tore us apart and reassembled us in their image. And it goes uh, quiet, and you can see that the eyes are still flickering, but they are uh, starting to go dim. Do you have any fe- uh, further questions or more pointed questions for these figures? We can all hear this too, so I think you guys can ask if you have ones. Uh, do you know the name of who did this to you? You all hear echoing in these multi voices just this who, who, who that is like echoing around in your heads. And then you hear a confirmation. Goal break. break. It was was always always goal break. break. Uh, And as as this kind of like final thing you hear, the, the name Goldbreak echoing around Goldbreak. in your heads, uh, this kind of consistent, like, not a cackle, but just like this, uh, this kind of echoing remnant of these, um, of these kind of <laughs> really tortured dragons. Um, and as you kind of see the lights in the gem finally fade and their eyes go dark, uh, you just continue to hear. It was always Goldbreak. Well, shit took the words literally right out of my mouth, Rain Green. What? Well, if uh, we think we might be able to uh, find Goldbreak here is what we were originally... Well, I think we thought, thought. we could. I thought we were going to come here to try and like, be his friend and like help us and we were all going to be on the same side but that turned out to be a whole fucking bunch of shit yeah that one uh yeah unless that 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 double dead double dead guy is is lying i I feel like they would not have uh wasted their last bits of energy to stick behind and sow to see they definitely could have but um I mean, Cosmo, you look great, but I could definitely use a brief rest, if anything. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if we necessarily have any time to, to sleep here, but we should probably scout around because from the looks of this building, we might have uh, stumbled upon a horde. I mean, well, if... um, my hope is that we've cleansed this place of the deep evil that initially was what got us in trouble in the first place. Is my bracelet going crazy? Uh, that's a great question. Um, roll me, uh, Cosmo, roll me, um, any of you guys want to roll Arcana checks, uh, any of the, the, either Cosmo or Rangrim can roll religion checks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll roll in for sure. And then I have another question beyond yeah. that. That is a terrible a, religion a check. Terrible. Yeah, 16. Okay. Uh, um, three. I, roll, I rolled an 18 on my religion check. Okay. Um, 
when the light went out in the eyes of these uh, dragons, I think that you all felt a visible, like, um, and actually, I think it even happened earlier. I think it happened when they realized their names. You felt this, like, visible, or this, like, kind of, um, you, you felt there was a wash of, like, energy release in this space. Um, you can't be 100% for sure, um, but as you're kind of feeling around, I think your your watch is no longer going off. Um, the, uh, the 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 necro, necro tracer is no longer going off. Um, and I think that, like, just your Cosmos, just general bad vibe checker that he just kind of always has running, his, his bad vibe radar uh, is uh, no longer kind of... Um, is, is, is you, you don't feel that evil energy that you felt before, Cosmo. Um, I think that uh, if you were looking for a source of evil uh, to kind of cleanse, uh, I think that you feel like you have done so with the destruction of this uh, essentially evil, uh, not automaton, but like this, this evil kind of amalgamation of monsters. Abomination. Well, uh, Based off my handy dandy uh, bracelet here, I, I think we probably purified it enough, at least that we could try and see if we can't spark the Dawn Forge. Because I, I don't even know who would want to look down here, but I feel like there's got to be some people that can discern and learn more from what we just saw. Yeah, I, I mean, think... how often do you find the skulls of two legendary ancient dragons just? Oh, well, yeah, we're, we're going to try something. Naturally. No surprise there, Raingrim. But, uh... I call, I call a thing. I think, uh... I think we try and get Melvin involved here. If this... If they're truly connected, maybe we can, um... Maybe he knows a thing or two on how to... how to turn this thing back on. Uh... What do you say we, we head up top? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, I want to go take a, a quick peek. Um, and uh, Glenn's going to cast. Actually, before I cast, just to save myself some time, uh, can I do a perception check to try to look like deeper down the um, magma river that is here? Um, the reason I say that is because I think that the forming of these two, this, this being blown out and there being this whole other set of magma is like the start of a cave system of magma, which is where BK and Glenn would think that, uh, a dragon would be nesting a horde. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll say this, uh, roll me, um, Roll me a perception check. Dragons do always have their treasure. A dirty 20. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think that, um, I mean, it's, it's difficult. You're looking over this, you know, down this kind of like magma flow and you can tell that there is definitely uh, a pathway that kind of goes off to the left, but I will say it's narrow. And it would be difficult for a dragon to be able to, tra to traverse it. Again, though, it could have been something that was intentionally blocked at some point. But um, I will say that right now, visibly to you, you don't see any passageways that would be like visibly large enough for a dragon to pass yeah. through them. Okay. Um, what I will say is that um, you know by the stories that Goldbreak passed their 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 horde over to. Mm -hmm to build, essentially to donate build it, city. to build the city of Goldbreak. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that, like, if his horde isn't here and, or, you know, hasn't been here in a very long time, uh, allowing for this Dawnforge to get built into their dragon lair, essentially, uh, over time, taking up, like, the bottom level of it, um, then, I mean, then essentially, like, if it isn't here, then where is it kind of situation? Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Then um, Glenn is going to like kind of start harvesting the a, a fang out of probably one of their heads, if possible. But he, I, Glenn's going to wait to do that until after Rangrim appears to have something he wants to do. So Glenn's going to be 
observant of the oh, fact uh, that riff, riffing right off of, got here. Riffing right off of Glenn, like uh, what Ringroom was waiting to do is I'm immediately going to just start chunking their skulls up. Yep. Like, then Glenn like, is I'm, going so to I'm, assist that action. <laughs> Glenn was like trying to be nice about it, trying to like wiggle a tooth loose. Like, yeah, trying rooms. to see where the loose yeah. point is. Just hammered down. Like, I'm trying to take pieces of this copper and silver dragon skull, and just I'm just filling my pockets with it with all sorts of cockamamie ideas of what I'm going to do upstairs with it. Save uh, the uh, pointy bits for me, please. I want the I want the sharp sides. Um. As you're looking at the body of this too, like you can tell, like now that it's cooled down, when it was red hot, it was really difficult to tell which pieces were essentially made out of which metals. Um, but you can see that, like you know, one and a half of the wings is of the bronze, and like you know, leaving like part, like different pieces of this are the bronze and the silver um, throughout the entire skeleton of this of this creature. Um, and the the massive gem itself is now like it's just kind of like this, um, like almost like jade color now that it's not illuminated anymore but this thing is as tall as one of you um and it's just kind of laying on the uh, half like half in the magma half uh you know kind of sticking out like a little uh jade iceberg um as on the kind of like the far end of the room where this body like kind of fell to pieces but most of it is on the is kind of still up on land so you have a lot more than just the skulls to uh to harvest from if you want well imagine when you said the skulls were about like eight feet big yeah, we're only going to be able to carry I'm, I'm, so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just like I'm, doing that over encumbered walk. Like, I gotta yeah. get to yeah. a safe mm. point. I gotta get mm. there. Gotta get to my house. <laughs> it's a good thing I got my uh, handy bit, handy dandy bag of holding. Just make it all weigh nothing. Now there is a weight limit in a bag. Of holding. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Can we? Well, can we destroy this soul crystal? I mean, this thing's probably beautiful and expensive, but. I imagine you imbue it once you always kind of had a key in. I'm not sure if we necessarily want to keep this around. Yeah, I have no intention on uh, putting that anywhere near me. Yeah, just make Lydia carry it. <laughs> She's still in White Run, you know this. Come on. That's fair. Yeah, your house, Carl. Cosmo, maybe you can just smash this thing into tiny pieces. See if that hammer of yours. Maybe break it up a bit. We can throw it back in the lava, but I mean, maybe a shard might be valuable. But this thing seems contaminated in a way that uh, I'm not sure I even want to risk keeping it with us. Ringroom strapping like pieces of like a skull to himself. So I was like, "Yeah, send it." <laughs> the soul stone, the uh, the big green jade soul stone. That's kind of yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Break that. He's got like a orbital bone, like he's strapping around his shoulder right now, <laughs> like some string. It's like a, it's like <clears> a. Uh, his pockets are full. Seat. He's just yeah. It's just this stuff just going around him right now. If if anyone wants well, to do a uh, if anyone wants to do like any kind of check on it, by the way, to get a little bit closer, feel free. Um, uh, if like if you want to do that before uh, smashing it, but uh, I just wanted to. Feel free to do what you want. I was just looking to see what... Well, I mean, I have all my spell slots now. Um, I was looking to see what spells I had that would... Because it's obviously a magical item. Um, yeah, it's an artifact of sorts. Yeah, so Detect Magic is not going to tell me anything other than the fact that it's magical. Uh, we can have, uh, uh, we can have our void... Yeah, use... Legend or whatever version, whatever non-meta RP we're calling that thing. Right. Um, I don't think I have anything else that would be reasonable, like for something like that. Um since Rangram is busy harvesting I, I guess, right now, we can maybe just ask him um, when he's I'll, done harvesting. Um, here here I'll do my uh my divine sense on it. And see if that tells me anything. And I can roll an Arcana check or whatever for it as well. Um, just to get an idea if there's evil on it? I don't know. Yeah, uh, roll... Um, uh, so what, what is Divine Sense? That's the one that's the hollowed spell. Um, but it says, okay. as an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of your turn, you can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the... Oh, right. Yeah. Right. So, okay. 
Yeah. Um, you okay? So you uh, you cast a spell on it uh, and roll me an arcana check at the same time. Let's just let's just kind okay. of two that's, birds, one stone here. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, do I have anything to arcana? Fifteen. Okay. You walk over to this thing, and um, one of the things that strikes you right away is that this is clearly not like a organic material by any means. Like this was something that was magically made. Like this is not this is not something that was mined out of the ground. You can tell that just automatically being a dwarf. Um, and I, I think automatically you get uh, while there is like remnants of evil on this thing uh, in just the fact that it was created through dark magic, like probably um, like necromantic magic that that created this thing. Um, it is no longer being powered. Uh, there's nothing like it's 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 it, whatever was being held within it or powering it is gone. It's just the remnants now of its making that are still there. Um, but yeah, I'll say that like looking at this thing, like it it is it was a it is a magical vessel that was created uh, to hold a uh, soul in and control a soul. And it was, but it was something that was like manufactured using necromantic magic. Oh, I'm not getting any real evil uh, senses about it. I mean, if we think that, that we might have use for it, I mean, I can load it up into the bag and, yeah. uh, oh, all right. It's it's eight feet long. It's six feet long. I'll say it's six feet long. It's the crystal is about yeah, it's six feet long and it's half submerged Huge. in magma. It's it's like it's just magma. sticking out like a tiny little uh like a little or like a giant iceberg, basically. So it's gonna take some doing. It's not just gonna be like, you know, picking it up and pulling it out. So just uh be aware right. of that. No, that's um I can I can at least get a start on this. And Glenn's going to take his mage hand and pull um some chain. That he has, it's still the chains from the the devils, the devils, yeah, the manacles, and he's gonna with his mage hand wrap the manacles, kind of just as like a, uh, just underneath the bottom of the magma, and back through, and he's gonna hold one side and gonna hand the other side to Cosmo, uh, pull pull on two, see if we can't pull this thing out. Uh, uh yeah, roll me uh roll me uh two uh basically athletics checks each of you. I really hope you uh, can carry the weight on this one. Naturally, uh, twenty-eight. Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Glenn, you you you're trying to look like you you are pulling, but it's one of those things that chains. Hey, yours is you, I'm pretending I think, to hold the the yeah. box up. I'm just like not even touching it. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's uh, because with a four, it's very visible to everyone else that like cosmos chain is actually pulling back glenn you're just basically staying in the same spot and it's yeah. not yet. just kind of going My with it um, sideways uh but you're able to uh, pull this thing and it kind of like pull it out pull it out of the magma drag it out of the magma and i think that you're only, only able to accomplish this because most of it was still on the surface and so kind mm -hmm. of as it hits the teetering point it kind of falls flat um and just like with a uh, a cloud of dust and ash um, this thing kind of lands and it doesn't break it doesn't crack it just kind of lands and like i said six feet um of this kind of like perfect uh like crystal and when i say perfect i mean it's like the sides are like it, you know they have the like the, the lines i would say that like from above it's like six sided like a six sided gem and then it kind of like peaks on the bottom and top and it's like straight down the middle it's 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 like there is not a flaw on this thing that's how you can tell it wasn't mine. Well, after hauling this thing out of the lava, I don't know how we're gonna. This might break the limit on my bag of holding. <laughs> Googling yeah. that now? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I barely. Oh, I mean, could you Google it? I mean, yeah, let me pull out my smartphone and see what uh, what comes up it's, for uh, a bag of holding. It's five hundred pounds. Is the limit? Yeah. I would would my strength check tell me that this is more than five hundred pounds? Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, yeah. Based on uh, how much I had to lift there, I'm pretty certain it's gonna break my bag. So we can just Let's leave, go. We can leave it right here, and it's it's not going anywhere. As he, uh, I don't think anybody's gonna come and get it. Yeah, I can uh, make sure if anything does come to, or if anyone does come to claim it or it lights up, I can. Can set a, a sentry here but let's let's go spark this forge and see if we can't get melvin's uh big ass to come lift this thing for us and glenn's gonna like start walking out of the room um 
kind of on Cosmo's lead, but he's going to summon currently Snow Fox Poe and just tell Poe, uh, just let us know if, you know, it lights up or starts moving on its own or just, you know, if it kills you, I'll be notified, but just give me a heads up. And Poe's going to like scamper up onto it and just lay down and start to take a nap on this giant eight foot crystal. <laughs> Looking absolutely adorable as I think it probably like kind of like rubs against your leg and uh, gives you a little nibble, a playful nibble as it kind of like runs over there and, and just jumps up and kind of does a little like double, double kind of spin, like, and then lays down on the, uh, on the uh, flat part of the, uh, the gem. I like to picture because it's still like a fey creature. Uh, Poe is is shock white all the way through like a snow fox, but you know how like all pets have those like little wispy hairs that are always sitting above the fur. So like all the whiskers and all the wispy hairs are like that fey rainbow gleaming That's effect. Cool. So there's like this little glow to it, but it otherwise just mainly looks white. Except he's got crazy rainbow eyebrows because animals' <laughs> eyebrows are like the cutest things in the world. That's fair. Yeah, even better than Well, all right then, um, Rangrim. What are you? What are you doing then? As he turns to see, oh, oh. Rangrim's like struggling up the stairs right now with like <laughs> all the chunks shit. of like both of their metallic skulls. He's like, <clears throat> oh, I got, I got ideas. And he's just struggling up the staircase, making his way to that forge. Okay. Uh, all right. Um. What's all right, great. Then we're moving on. Do you want any pieces of this skull, Glenn? Uh, young? if we can't make it work with what that guy's carrying, we're gonna I'll happily come back down. But I'm pretty sure that guy's got like Rangram's got like five times my weight in dragon skull right now. So if I need more, yeah, as far as the game mechanics are concerned, like the maximum amount I could physically carry or procure in that time is like what I have. The way I the way I picture it too is that worse it's it's only it's the floor above you. So if you really needed more, you could come down and get more. So I'm not concerned about how much you're actually bringing up with you. Um, but yes, you are you have just you're you're at Rain the level. Still you're... just jazzed about it though. So he's holding as much as he literally can. Like I need yeah. to bring it. Yeah, your knees are hurting, uh, but you're so excited that it's uh, you're kind of able to stave that off. Is the is the metal that has like formed their bones because they were like ripped apart and put back together? Is it like bronze and steel Damascus, or is it like there's chunks of steel or, or sorry silver and bronze, or is it like there's chunks of silver, chunks of bronze? I, I think it's I think it's each bone piece is is separate metal. Like yeah, so, so it okay. That's yeah, so they're not gross. they have not. I imagine it like their their skulls were different, but as their bodies melded, that's where it became a little. Yeah, there are definitely some parts. There are definitely some parts where, like, they have definitely bled together, especially in the body parts. But yeah, the skulls themselves are were were unique. Like, one was silver, one was bronze. I'm trying to make this thing seem less creepy in my brain, and it's not. It's not working. I actually have a picture I, of it somewhere that I used uh, uh, an AI generator for, and I forgot to post it, so I'll post to uh, to the chat later. Well, Cosmo, let's let's go see if we can spark this thing and find out if the old gods really should fuck off. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that yet. I mean, being as we uh, made some sort of lifelong commitment to the Revivifists. Hey, they, you they did. want us to. You, you did. Rangram so struggling up the stairs. You, you did that. <laughs> oh, one foot. Two Sa foot. Says the one who started chanting, fuck the new gods, but all right. Hey, hey, yeah. Fuck the new gods, right? Came and saved your ass, right? One foot. <laughs> Two foot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's go. Um, I guess... falls behind and is just lifting Rangram's back. He's just shoving Rangram from behind for like st stability. Cosmo slips by. He's not helping. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Cosmo, or sorry, Glenn is letting Cosmo blaze the trail of where we need to go and Glenn's making sure that we don't leave our heaviest person behind as Goldbreak shows up or something like that. Um, yeah, you go upstairs uh, and Goldbreak's there. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, you go upstairs um, and I think that when you left this place, like it all was, everything was like smoking with this. Everything was kind of like that. I think they described it as the, um, that super black 
matte like kind of paint where everything was kind of a flat color and there was like wisps of black coming off of everything and like everything just looked like un, un like unearthly dark um and as you walk up the stairs now um you can see automatically that the cobblestones themselves are like normal like they're normal cobblestone color they're still made out of like this kind of like dark obsidian stone but the but the, they don't seem like they actually have like light reflecting off of them now and they don't seem like just so like so pitch black um and as you walk into this space this this kind of like big giant uh round like i think it's like 100 feet across is how i described it with like rooms coming off of it um this room with like you know the the forge in the center and then these kind of like workstations all the way around um that were all like degrading um you walk into this room and it looks like it still looks like kind of like aged beyond where it should be, but it doesn't seem like so corrupted anymore. Like everything is just kind of like, it's dark in there, but it just seems like like an abandoned house dark, not like you walked into a place that was devoid of all light. I um, think uh, I think it's cleansed. Um, spark it. Spark that shit. Let's go. Let's go say hi to Melvin for what type um, of character growth he's had in this time. Ringrim's immediately gonna get to sparking that forge and uh, getting metals into a furnace and just like dumping these parts of dragon heads into like a furnace. Like he's he's probably grinning ear to ear at this point. Like the the dragons and the metal, and I can make stuff out of them. Like everything else pales in comparison to what he's trying to do right now. Okay. Um, so this is this is the scene then. Uh you Rangram, you go over and um the the forge in the center of the room is like big, huge, like kind of uh I, I think it's just like big, it looks like Morden's head, I think is how I've described it in the past. Like looks like a kind of like massive mouth and like face of like Morden that is like, and then you see like this kind of chimney that's going up and like that is going directly up to the the anvil above. Um and you you are able to like, you know, through practiced hands are able to kind of like relight this forge. I think it takes a little bit of time. You're uh, you're throwing in like, you're shoveling in a bunch of like coal and, and different kinds of like, you know, materials into like get this thing started. And it hasn't been burning in a very, very, very long time. Uh, but you are able to, after a little bit of practice, get this thing going again. Um, and it starts to burn red hot. And I think that from below, like you see this room glow with this like light. And I think that as soon as the forge lights, you see um, the ground itself, like these runes that are covering this room, like you see them all illuminate. And if you were above, you would see something truly spectacular because you see these runes all illuminate with this kind of greenish yellow light. And then the anvil reseal itself together and reform coming back together and then a beam of light just shoots straight into the sky um as the uh, as the mm. dawn forge <laughs> is relit um and as you uh as that happens you see the massive door that is uh, on the other side of the room that has had a violet light uh with a moon on it that has been illuminated since you reopened the the dust forge you see the that that door um you see the sun on the right hand side of it uh you see the runes bleed across the floor and you see one of the lines go up and illuminate that uh that sun that sun rune that is there um and then you see the door you see the lock on it you hear it click heavily um opening this door that, as far as you know, has been sealed since the the Dawn Forge uh, and the Dusk Forge were both abandoned a long, long time ago. Uh, all right, well, let's get this door open. And uh, <laughs> Cosmo wanders over and I guess tries to check to see if that door opens. This is... Uh... The restarting of a pilgrimage that died long ago. You're uh, re-stepping into the footsteps of your ancestors. It's got to feel pretty crazy. Yeah, I uh, like to think my old man would probably be proud. Oh, I'm, Cosmo, I know he would be. Cosmo, you make your way to the store, and uh, before you even put your hand on, do it to to open it. Um, 
the door in front of you slides open and you see a massive hulking form that is standing in the doorway clad in this just monstrous armor this like they are as round as they are tall wearing this kind of like spikes armor i always describe them as like the aliens from fifth element like and how they're kind of like big and rotund. thank you just... that's that's in my head i'm glad i didn't make that up <laughs> Uh, massive, uh, massive form with like this kind of like head that is like halfway down the body that looks like it, it is depicted like it is Morden. Um, and so this massive metal armor uh, that you recognize immediately as Melvin's strong toe. And silhouetted in this doorway uh, is, is, is Melvin. And I think that you see Melvin for a second and then all of your eyes are pulled back behind them because this room is glittering with all the walls are just covered in dwarven masterpieces of every single kind. Shields and armor and weapons and like tinkering tools and automatons and like all these things gleaming in every single like corner of this room. Um, and you see uh, Melvin who kind of steps, uh, steps kind of through the door and goes, well, that was quite unexpected. And that, is where we're going to leave the session tonight. Um, let's do a little, um, a little, little epilogue, a little uh, elsewhere. Something that the 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 audience sees that are uh, that our heroes don't. I think that um, somewhere, uh, somewhere deep down underneath, uh, underneath Goldbreak, uh, you see a. A scaly, uh, a scaly hand uh, that is protruding from a black robe that you see it kind of like struggle and fall and catch itself on a table as it's illuminated in this kind of like green torchlight that is uh, coming from the walls. Um, and you see it, a just like draconic face just like let out a low snarl as wherever wherever this figure is, where wherever they are deep beneath uh, Goldbreak, they are very, very aware of what has happened at the Dawnforge. And they, for the first time in some time, they are very, very unhappy. Come at me, bro. Mm. Come at me, bro. We were There's... just trying to be friends, and we turned. And turns out you were the dick the whole time. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.